Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ah, uh, yes, he is, ladies and gentlemen. But let's start the festivities, as we always do, by offering the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, a gift certificate from Sorgles in Wexford. And here he is, a lot to get to. If you would like to join us right now with a question for Doug, you can dial 866-391-1020. Of course, uh, DougOster.com, a great resource as well. Ladies and gentlemen, the curtain has come up now for another week, this holiday weekend with Doug Oster on this Sunday, November 29th. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Rob. How are you? I'm good, sir. Well, how was your Thanksgiving? Mine was great. How about you? It was okay. Did okay. Spent a little time here at the plant, spent a little time at home, so no worse for the wear. All is good. Do me a favor. Uh, talk to that producer. I've got an echo going on right now. So see what hello, people hello, can do. Hello, 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 hello. I'll tell him exactly how to fix it. Watch how quick I am. Ta-da. You see, folks, I still know, right. I still know a few well, things. Go ahead. Let's get to work. This week's story for the Green Voice, the newsletter for Pittsburgh Earth Day, is all about loving your leaves. Uh, I uh, We talked a little bit about it last week, but... Geez, don't rake those leaves and put them out to the uh, landfill. You can use those lots of places in the garden, uh, especially for making compost. And this would be a great time to start a compost pile if you haven't uh, yet. Uh, it is a great way to recycle. Uh, you get the direct benefit of all this stuff you're saving. We save all the stuff out of the kitchen except for meat, dairy, and oil because that can attract rodents. And we just stack it in a, a, a pile with stuff from the garden. And every time we put that stuff in from the kitchen or from the garden, we just put in something that's brown, like shredded leaves. And so in my case, every time I'm throwing something in there, I just put some shredded leaves in there. And over time, you'll create this great, uh, great soil amendment we call compost, and I use it for everything in the garden. You never make enough. It's just absolutely wonderful. And... Fifty percent of what you used to send to the landfill now stays on the site, and you get that what we call black gold. Uh, I talked about it last week. Phipps Winter Show is open. It's called Home for the Holidays, Time Tickets, Social Distancing, and I've fallen in love with a pink poinsettia there called Jador Pink, and I posted about it uh, on my Facebook page and actually found this brand-new variety for sale at the Drew Matheson Greenhouse at Bidwell Training Center in the Manchester neighborhood of Pittsburgh. Uh, I've talked about them before. I've worked with them since the beginning uh, of, uh, of their program, which they have this amazing horticultural program at no cost to qualified students uh, after high school and beyond. And Jador Pink is one of these new hybrid varieties that has kind of pink, 
pointy bracts and a bright pink color, and this one has white margins on it. And in my experience, they really last a long time inside, as long as you don't overwater them. And you can arrange for a curbside pickup if you want that Jador pink. You can uh, look at DougOster.com. I've got all the information there and show you what the poinsettia looks like. But if you're looking for something new for the uh, the holidays to have on display, this Jador pink is beautiful. And, and usually when a brand new a variety like that comes out, and they use it at FIFS. It's hard to find, but I was so excited to see that uh, uh, the Drew Matheson Center had it. Uh, it. It's really cool, and I'm going to get some. So I'm giving you the heads up. <laughs> I talked to them yesterday. They've got like 50 left, so go get some really cool-looking poinsettias, and I'm going to swoop in and get some too. If you have a garden in question and you can't get through or you're too shy to call, go to uh, – just go to DougOster.com. I answer every question I get. If you don't get an answer, I didn't get the question. Just resend it. You're not bothering me. That's my job. Uh, later on, Mrs. Noah, I will talk all about gifts for gardeners. I'm very interested to see what she has to say. And garlic has sprouted up. And if you are growing garlic and it has sprouted, don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. Uh, this happens. Uh, if you come up, freeze. We're going to get some cold weather freeze. And we could get another thaw and it could come up again. And that's okay. It won't negatively affect the size of the bulbs. If that happens three times, uh, the bulbs can be a little smaller at harvest time, but don't worry about it. Uh, any callers yet, Rob? Yes, we do. We have one caller, and it's Dan. Dan, welcome to News Radio KDK, the organic gardener. You're on the air. How are you? Great. How, about, how are you guys doing? Good. Go ahead. Fantastic. Hey, I had a question about a uh, Allegheny service berry. Uh, I just got it, and I planted it uh, a couple weeks ago. Is there anything I should do in the spring? Well, uh, let's talk about right now, actually. Uh, so okay. it would be nice for that new, newly planted uh, bush or tree, depending on what you think about the service berry tree, I guess, uh, to have some mulch around the bottom. Uh, to preserve mm-hmm. the moisture that, that's there, we, when we when we do mulch like that, we want it to look more like a donut, not like a volcano. The the mulch should never touch the bottom of the the plant. And uh, if we don't get rain and snow, be sure that it has the water it needs before the ground freezes. And then next spring, no, you're good to go. It will it will do its thing. And I think you're going to love that that tree. Um, I put one in two years ago, and uh, it's just great. Those little berries that it makes are actually edible, but usually the birds get them first. But great small tree with actually with beautiful fall color, too. So good for you. All right, waiting for a few more calls. We'd love to hear from you. Time to talk to Doug, 866-391-1020. You know, Doug, the proverbial question, and if Davey Tree were here, we'd be talking to them about it. Folks getting ready to head out and about, and hopefully to some of our fine sponsors, Janoski's and others, Sorgles, get that Christmas tree, what you need to be doing and look for. You know what? Uh, it's another another wild year for Christmas trees. Uh, everyone that I talked to couldn't get every tree that they wanted, and I was actually uh, – eavesdropping uh, at one one of our, our uh, sponsors and one was saying well you know two years ago they were so much bigger or they were uh, you know I had a different variety and the guy was saying well this is the best we could do uh, I, I so there aren't as many trees out there as there were before uh, don't feel bad about getting a cut tree that's a sustainable crop you know we talk a lot about that how, how people would rather uh, 
you know, think that they could plant a, a live tree, uh, which you could do, you know, if you if you were really into it, if you really wanted to, to, to do a live tree, you could do that now, but you would have to dig the planting hole now while you still can before that ground freezes. And it's a tough thing for a tree to go from being a live tree indoors and decorate it and then go back outside. Uh, a cut tree is fine. It is, like I said, it's a sustainable crop. It's like corn. You know, they, they plant a hundred when they harvest a hundred, uh, but there aren't as many, uh, this year. So just when you go out, uh, look for a tree when you shake it, you know, the, the old, just like Christmas story, when you shake it, the, the, the needle should not be falling on it, uh, falling off it. And, uh, be sure that you, when you get it home, you do another cut on the bottom so that it can absorb water and be sure that it gets water. It will last so much longer uh, inside with some water. And I like to put it in the garage for a day, then bring it in, you know, just give it a little bit of time between the outside and the inside, uh, and then get it set up and, and go to town, Rob. All right, 866-391-1020. Very short break. We're still waiting for some calls. We'd love to hear from you. Mrs. is know-it-all coming up in about a few minutes. And then, of course, uh, we've got news at the bottom of the hour with Boris. I'll check some sports coming up. Coons Quality Food Sports reports in a few moments. And DougOster.com, a great way to plug into what he does throughout the week. But right now, if you want to talk to him, all of our lines are open, 866-391-1020. Good morning. Yes, indeed, Doug Oster is here, and it's time to say hello to some of the folks that are waiting to talk to Doug, and let's begin by saying hi to Frank. Hey, Frank, how are you, buddy? Good morning. Good, sir. How are you? Great. What's hello? Your, yeah, hello. What's your question? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Um, my question to Doug is, I live outside of Cranberry, um, kind of back in the woods, and I get literally mountains of leaves. I mean, oak leaves, maple, everything. And um, I, I get a pile probably 10 to 12 feet high and about 16 to 20 feet long full of leaves. Is there any way I could uh, decompose those faster? Is there anything out on the market? I mean, I do the normal stuff. I add water. I add sticks. I add some soil to it. Um, uh, I even, you know, friends of mine that fish don't use all their worms. I throw those in there. Um, but is there anything out of the market that would make it decompose faster? Uh, well, the number one thing actually is to try and start with some material smaller, which means uh, doing some shredding. And so with that many leaves, uh, <laughs> and I feel your pain, as I often say, I live in an oak forest, and I'm still blown, I'm still working on the leaves, moving them from one place to another. But one thing to think about is that when you continue to, to make that pile it will decompose down below and so that's what I'm doing like in my house people have been throwing leaves over the side into the woods for since 1939 so there's a giant pile that's been worked on forever and at the bottom is all this great what we call leaf mold which is the compost but if you could just with that big pile just run them through a shredder or um uh, you know, that's too many to do with a lawnmower, but that's what I do to shred mine. Sometimes for smaller uh, amounts of leaves, people can throw them into a trash can, use a string trimmer. But in your case, with all those leaves, I would shred them first and then make your pile, and they'll decompose uh, two or three times faster. All right, let's say hi to John in the South Hills for Doug Oster, the organic gardener, News Radio KDK. Good morning, John. Good morning, guys. A couple of questions. Uh, 
Doug, uh, my garlic is up about six or seven inches of scape, and I've read where they can only be preserved in the refrigerator for a couple of days. Is that true, or can I freeze them to lengthen the time? Did you say you're getting already getting a seed head, a scape, or it's just – say it again. Just, What's the question? Just, the scape is up about six inches now. There's no bubble or anything on top, and I've already, already harvested a few to chop them up and put them on salads. I'm concerned about preserving them longer than two days, which I heard on the Internet. It, they only keep about two days in the refrigerator. Is that accurate? No. I mean, I've kept my – if I – you know – First off, I'm I'm not sure if you're getting the scape. I think you just might be getting the greens. Uh, you know, usually we don't see a scape until we have longer days uh, in in the summer. And but if it is if it is for some reason sending up that seed head, no, they can last for a long time in, in the fridge. So don't worry about that part. Was there a second question? Yeah, the second question is on composting. I have a very large swimming pool, and for 35 years. I've swept, or I had two skimmers on it, and I always put this skimmings into the uh, compost pile, which is a triangular shape where the walls meet the tile decking, and there's a weeping green beach in there. I've thrown that in there for years and periodically thrown lime into it. Uh, I have never mentioned, heard you mention lime regarding compost. Is that an appropriate thing to do, is lime it occasionally? Uh, well, the lime, the only thing the lime's going to do is is change the pH and compost in general when it rots down it's pH neutral and so I don't think the I don't think the lime is helping you at all with the compost uh, I would use the lime after a soil test always you know uh, lime in our gardens people use lime to get the pH to where it should be but you have to know how to move the pH and the only way to do that is get a soil test from the Penn State Cooperative Extension I, I that is the soil test that I recommend because it is that you send it to a lab. It comes back with all this great information about your soil fertility and the pH, and then also recommendations on how you change that. And so if you're going to change the pH and get it back to what you want, which is about 6.5, uh, you need to know what your, your base number is so that you have the scientific formula to, to change it back to what it should be. And it's important to get the pH right because even though you you know you've got all that good compost to add to the garden, if the pH isn't right, the plants can't uptake those nutrients that they want. And so pH is critical. Uh, this is a good time actually before the soil freezes to to do a soil test. Uh, all the instructions come with that soil test from the Penn State Cooperative Extension. Uh, they'll send it through the mail. It's only uh, you know around ten bucks, and so. Uh, it really behooves gardeners uh, to get those numbers right. I'm going to do that, and I thank you for that information. One last comment. You mentioned things not to put into the compost pile. I don't use anything but leaves. But on one occasion, I uh, was sweeping the deck, and I sw swept in some doggy dew, which, as I understand, is a real no-no. Is that, is that true? I think it is. That, that is. that is absolutely true. We don't want to compost that. If it's just, you know, it's something we wouldn't want to do regularly. If, if it just happens to get in there, that's okay. But, no, that's any, uh, any cat or, or dog waste we do not want to add to the compost pile. And, as I said earlier, the other things out of the kitchen that we don't use are oils, uh, dairy, and meats. And, again, that reason is because it can attract rodents. 
Thanks for your call, John. John, Thank you very much. you're welcome. Hey, Doug, a couple of minutes for the break. All yours. What's on your mind? Well, let's talk about bulbs because I was at a, a nursery the other day, and the people still have bulbs for sale, and they are on sale, and you can still plant bulbs uh, until the ground freezes. And, I'm, you know, you know me, I want people to, to plant bulbs now. It's a lot of work, but you can make it easier by using that favorite tool of mine called a bulb auger. It's just a big, giant drill bit that you put onto your uh, onto your cordless drill and use a powerful cordless drill, and you could plant 100 tulips in 10, 15 minutes. Uh, remember that deer love tulips, and so that is not my favorite bulb to plant, but I do plant tulips in the vegetable garden where it's fenced. So they can't get it, but I only consider them to be annuals and uh, don't expect them to come back year after year. But out out in unprotected areas, there are so many cool bulbs. Uh, I still have daffodils that were sent to me from uh, Joe Ham's Daffodil Hortus, the place in Washington County that has these great displays of daffodils in the spring. Hopefully this year uh, it's, it's free. Hopefully people can get down there and see those amazing blooms in April. But I'm planting lots of daffodils still. But when you go to the nursery, there's the big one. There's the daffodil, there's the hyacinth, there's the crocus, and there's the tulip. But then there's going to be six, seven, eight other things there that are all hardy that you will love to see when they sprout in the spring. All right, let's get a break in here. News bottom of the hour with Boris, and then we'll come right back. Hey, we need some calls. We'd love to hear from you today. Doug would love to discuss gardening with you, 866-391-1020. Still to come, Mrs. Know-It-All. Next hour, Turkey Leftovers with Joe and Frank Dentisi, Coons Cooking Hour. You know where you could be next weekend is the Christmas Open House at Janoski's. Love what they do. Doug and I are both fans of them, as we are all of our fine sponsors, Sorgles and many others, and we hope that you support them this holiday season. And if you're the 10th caller, you're going to have a little bit more to support them with, a $25 gift certificate from the folks at Janoski's right now, 412-922-1020. You know, Doug, can't stress it enough. Small Business Saturday yesterday, we want everybody to think about these nurseries, nurseries and wonderful sponsors for the holiday season because it's no fuss, no muss, great selection and a wonderful holiday experience during a time when there's not many experiences we can enjoy right yeah and i'll tell you what uh lots of sales going on out there uh i've, I've been <laughs> you know me going to the nursery looking for bargains they're starting to heal this stuff in where they're just like they'll take nursery stock and they'll they'll put some mulch around the bottom of it and it's it, and it got to take care of it all winter long to to be sure that it's ready for the spring well it's time for me to <laughs> swoop in and get some extra things that I want in the garden uh, to plant. And that's the place to do it. You want, you want to get your plants from someplace that's taking care of the plants all season. That's why we shop at a good nursery. And I'm still adding things to the garden, uh, shrubs and trees and perennials that I can find cheap. And, you know, I'm cheap, so it works out good for everybody. Listen, Doug's the only person I know that goes in one of these dollar discount stores and says, hey, can we negotiate? And <laughs> you think I'm kidding, folks. He's a smart man. All right. Listen, let's get right to the phones. 866-391-1020. Love to hear from you today. We've got Mrs. Know-It-All coming up and then leftover turkey recipes with Joe and Frank. And then it's Jamie Meredith and Ray Valentine on Heffron Tillotson's Your Money and You. Hey, Mark, how are you? Good morning. Hey, good morning, Rob. Good morning, Doug. I have uh, two questions for you, Doug. Uh, first, uh, this summer I planted uh, English lavender, and I was wondering if there was anything special 
to do to winterize them other than cutting off the uh, the flower buds? Just be sure that that plant has the water it needs before the end of the season. And I think we've had enough rain, and we're going to get some more, so you'll be okay. You know, lavender is kind of fickle. It can go for years and years and years, and just one winter give up the ghost. Um, during the season, lavender loves full sun. Uh, that that That's one of those plants that give it as much sun as you can, and you should be okay. And, again, the same, same thing is true for, for that plant as many other plants. A, a, a nice layer of, of mulch that doesn't touch the bottom of the plant around around the sides, that will stop uh, any frost heaving. When we get that, uh, you know, frost and thaw cycle, it can push plants like that out of the soil. And so uh, uh, just a thin layer of mulch will help. And what was your second question? Um, first year I planted some bulbs this fall, and I think I have an issue with moles. Uh, I've heard that they can uh, eat bulbs. Is there anything um, that you recommend to uh, rem- remedy the problem with the moles then? Well, it's usually uh, either chipmunks or voles. Uh, you know, moles like to eat uh, insects. They'll eat grubs okay. and, and earthworms. So it's something else. If 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 you see any damage, uh, th- there is one product that I really like called uh, Mole Scram, S-C-R-A-M, and it's organic. It uses uh, garlic and castor oil as a repellent. Uh, but one real quick trick, and it, it, the ship has sailed for you already, but when, when I'm planting my crocuses and my tulips, uh, I learned a, a trick from this guy, Brent Heath, from Brent and Becky's Bulbs. Uh, they have a, a catalog out of Virginia, which is a great source for bulbs. And I just spray a little of uh, my deer repellent. I use one called Bob X into a little container, and I just kind of uh, push the bulbs around in it. And that has been, for in my case, keeping the chipmunks off, especially the crocuses. But uh, since they're already planted, that would be my if if you know they're getting eaten. Uh, if you see they're getting dug up, that's chipmunks, and so that uh, repels. I mean, uh, the uh, mole scram works pretty well to keep those. Not only you know the, we're not worried about the moles, but the voles are what we're most worried about, and that'll keep them off okay. those bulbs. You know, Doug, do any, either one of those are they active at all during the winter? Yeah, yeah, they are actually. You know, it's funny because you know back when we had real winters. You, chipmunks especially, they would be done right about now. That would be it. You wouldn't see them until the spring. But since things have been, you know, these mild winters the last few years, I, I still see the chipmunks running during a thaw, and voles definitely will do their thing. You know, they love that. Uh, that's one downside to having all the mulch. They love that little blanket up there to, to keep them a little warmer, and so many of them are active. And then once we get that once the ground freezes solid, if it does freeze solid this year, that's the end for those those little guys until we get to the spring. All right, here's Mary in Westview up next for Doug Oster. DougOster.com, Organic Gardener, News Radio, KDK. Hey, Mary, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Doug, uh, I had a question on asparagus. I planted some in the spring. It grew like crazy, and is there anything I need to do to winterize it, and when should I harvest it? So we need to wait on the harvesting, depending on what the size of the roots were. Do you know if it was a one-year, two-year roots? It was a two-year. Uh, all right, so you're in pretty good shape. First off, we never harvest anything that is uh, the size of a pencil or smaller, regardless of, of how old the plant is. Let that go. That's what's going to feed those roots underneath. Um, you might be able 
you might be able to harvest uh, next spring, but harvest sparingly, and you only want the biggest spears uh, to harvest. Okay. And this year, uh, you could put a, you know, you could put a, some granular organic fertilizer down there now that would, uh, you know, eventually work its way down there. You could put a, a nice coating of compost on top of that. Um, I would also, I'd want some mulch on there also, um, have the fronds already turned brown and, and golden and they're gone or they're still there? Uh, no, they're still there, but some are golden. So as soon as they lose all their color, remove those, uh, and then a layer of mulch now will help you, uh, battle the weeds next year. A lot of times with an asparagus patch, um, the weeds are, are a problem, and so, if it was me, I'd, just, I'd get a couple bags of compost, depending on how big the, the bed is, and just kind of sprinkle it out there an inch thick. And then every time it rains, that compost is going to release its nutrients. It will also act as a mulch to keep weeds down. And then you can invite me over in the spring, and we can have fresh asparagus together. I appreciate it. Thank you, Doug. So, Doug, you. I know you're spending a lot of time at home, not to say that you are, but back in the day when I was really young working some crazy radio shifts, I, I loved all these soap operas. And Young and the Restless on Tuesday, Channel 2 going to celebrate their 12,000th episode, so they got some special things coming up. If you could play a good guy, bad guy, villain, hero, uh, who would you want to play in a soap opera? I'm the grumpy gardener next door. I'm, <laughs> I'm grump, grumpy gardener who lives next door who's yelling, Hey, you kids, get off my lawn. What the, I don't even know what I know. Oh, hello. We only see and half then, your face as you peek over the fence, right? Right, exactly. Oh, you know. good stuff. That's my, that's my character. What is yours? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just like to, I mean. Are you a good guy or a bad guy? Oh, I'm a good guy, man. Come on. I Listen, I, I, I just, for some reason, when I was younger, the guiding light, I mean, I, I could not get enough of the guiding light. It was like I had to map my whole day around, and that's long before even VCRs and you could tape things. And you think about these actors and actresses and the people that work on these great uh, sound stages, mostly in New York, what they do every day, I don't think people realize that's not easy to do. <laughs> Soap opera is hard work, man. Yeah. I don't know how many, I don't know how many pages you, you know, just memorize 12 pages a day or something like that. <laughs> It'd be absolutely crazy. All right. And then every day, you never know if you're going to be on the next day's first page, right? <laughs> All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Don't forget, Joan Frank Dantisi, leftover turkey recipes, all coming up shortly on the Coons Cooking Hour. Good morning. Yes, he is. And he's joined by guess who? Go ahead, Doug. It's time for Mrs. Know-It-All. That's horticulturalist Denise Schreiber. We're going to talk all about gifts for gardeners. And, Denise, before we get to that, is there something that you want as a gift for the holidays since you've been gardening for a long time? Well, I've always wanted a bobcat uh, machine, but I don't think that's going to happen. Is that all? (laughs) Well, you know, it it works for me. (laughs) But I've got two things to say before we do talk before the gifts. Doug, I've heard you're so cheap that rocks scream when you walk by. Oh, that was oh, good. Boy. That was good. <laughs> and the other thing is, the gentleman who called about lavender, the one thing lavender really likes is a well-draining soil. I actually have mine on top of a uh, retaining wall, and it just goes nuts all summer long and all winter, and never kept back into the woody stem. That's one of the key things about keeping lavender around for a long time. Do you cut it back at all? I cut my flowers off. Okay, just like he did. Good. Right, and that and that's it. So some of the uh, gifts for gardeners. Now, you know, I am about making it easy in the garden. 
Um, so I just saw a stainless steel hose. Uh, my cousin has one, and I'm like, oh, I have to have one of these. And maybe that could be a gift somebody could get me. And it's so lightweight. I was amazed. I was thinking it would be so heavy. Uh, my hose is starting to crack. Uh, it's a good rubber hose, but I've had it probably for about 15 years, and it's starting to show its age. So that's something, you know. Would Wait be a good. minute. What do you mean? Stainless steel hose? What do you mean? Exactly that. It looks like... Um, like a, a washer hose that you attach to your washing machine, those little uh, short stainless steel ones. It's actually oh. a stainless steel hose, like a regular hose, but it's lightweight. I'm amazed. I really thought, you know, it'd be like, you know, dragging a car, you know, around oh. the uh, garden. That sounds great. I, I need a lighter hose. Yeah, don't we all? Uh, another thing is I have one, but, uh, you know, somebody might like this. I have a 10-inch uh, chainsaw and it's battery powered and it's so lightweight you know i you know i'm at the point i can't be pulling on those cords and everything trying to get it right. started and this is so easy you just put it in you know make sure you know you've got your safety glasses on and you know you're not distracted by anybody and you can go to town and it'll cut up to about a three-quarter inch although i have cut more. It's great for pruning. It's great for uh, those woodier shrubs that you just need to kind of shape a little bit. You can go in there with that. Um, then there's, you know, gift certificates to everybody's favorite garden center for seeds or tools or whatever they want there. I like to say that giving some, uh, your favorite gardener your time is important yeah. because, you know, we're all out, you know, you and I are out there going, oh, God, I wish I had help, you know, whether it's just digging a hole or, you know, hauling compost, you know, that's something, you know, any gardener can use. And then there's also, um, like, LED light. there's new LED lights for the home gardener. You know, if you're starting seeds indoors, a seed starting kit can get to go with it. You know, you can uh, get some of the newer self-watering containers that they have out there that are very decorative. Uh, I got one last year. It's called The Nest, and it's from uh, Crescent um, Company, and I grew my zucchini in it. I'm going to tell you, those Crescent uh, containers are beautiful. They are. They're very stylish. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, they store, they're heavy duty. That's what I like about them. They're not flimsy like some of them are. This is like a double wall. They're great. And then, of course, you know, there's uh, the kneelers, you know, for people like you uh, that need to get up. I use I use a kneeler. <laughs> and so that that's really helpful, too. And then it actually reverses to a little seat if that's what you want to do. Um, back to containers, um, for those who maybe either live in an apartment or for those who have mobility issues, and like me who have bad knees, well, better knees now, is an upright um, planter that you don't have to bend over and work on. You know, you can, you can sit in a chair. And that's great maybe for somebody, too, that, you know, always had a garden but can't do it anymore. That's something that they can have. Um, gloves. I'm a big fan of the Atlas Nitrile 370s. I buy two or three pair uh, in case one gets wet or if I lose one. They give you fingertip control 
uh, I can actually sow seeds with them, which is great. They wash up easily, and they're fairly cheap. Um, I've never seen them more than $8, which is, you know, a great price for good garden gloves. Um, and then there's... Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Those Atlas gloves are great. As always, Mrs. Know-It-All, thank you for all the information. Get some good gifts for your your favorite gardener out there. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. So I got about 30 seconds. What do you want? What, what, is, what gift do you get as a gardener who has everything? Well, some kind of crazy weird seeds of some kind of crazy weird tomato that you've never heard of before, something like that. I like to grow different stuff, crazy stuff, weird stuff, different stuff. Uh, so anybody that gives me anything like that, I'm like, oh, I'm going to try that. I'm going to, I'll plant 30 of those seeds and I'll give away 20 of the plants and use 10 for myself. So you, you put think, that up, put me on your list, Rob. You, you think it's because of that summer you toured with the Grateful Dead that that has anything to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> that and other things. <laughs> Have a great day. Give my best to your family and always a pleasure, sir. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. The great Doug Oster. Stay with us because we're doing turkey leftovers, mashed potatoes, gravy, turkey sandwiches, and more, and maybe even a healthy, fresh express turkey salad. It's turkey leftovers. Gobble, gobble. Coming up next, Joan Frank Dentisi. It's Sunday. It is Rob Pratt Sunday. News Radio KDK FM 100.1 AM 1020. Boris coming up next with that news at 8. Good morning. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.